I'm Ashley. I'm Valencia. And, and we're self misguided. <laughs> she just stole that from me. Okay, hold on. Cut. Let's just get. I'm Ashley. That no, we can't. That doesn't work. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. I'm Ashley. I'm Valencia. And we're self misguided. I'm leaving that hole in for one. <laughs> <laughs> we literally talked about it and then she just stole it. I know. We genuinely just did. Um, wait, hold on. For the video, let's show our notes for today's episode. Love that. <laughs> you write notes to prep, and sometimes I do, but I like to write notes of what you say. <laughs> <laughs> I have to write notes because, like, my brain doesn't work as fast as yours. Like, I've been training you, it. I was Did listening to that bit? reel you sent me, and I was like, oh my god, I thought I was getting better. And oh. then I, sp- <laughs> <laughs> I had it sped up because I, like, I was, I was, yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense, but I was... Alan will not let us w- listen to it any faster than normal speed. In fact, he probably would want to slow it down. You can't. Oh, I know, but, like, I don't, I don't allow that. <laughs> but I was, like, I was, like, I'm listening to him, like, oh, my God, I thought I was getting better. She has it at, one, like, 1.25. 1. 1. Yeah. And then we were, like, are you in an Insta stories? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's too. It's something you start to, like, when you see yourself on, like, video or record, like, well, I, yeah, like, I get in trouble, get in trouble all the time for talking fast. Like, my work really regrets letting me do all the training videos because they're like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? Well, I have to redo them now because this was all just to, like, train us on the new system. So, and Brad was like, when you redo them, slow down. There's still times where she'll be saying something and there'll be a word or something. I just don't catch. I just let it go. I probably like, didn't say the word and that's why you don't catch yeah, it. I just like, I'll figure it out. So Sometimes I talk in shorthand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, we're just going to move on. Especially when I like get like mad about something, you know, or like I'm like really fired up. Yeah. I'll skip like three or four words at a time. So <laughs> it's like, it's like, I that tech. Have you seen old, like, secretary shorthand? Because that's how oh, I talk. Oh, yeah. I can't, no. <laughs> um, so, we're going we're gonna to not even say what the episode is about yet. Can we're we going to read our horoscopes. So, I'm a Pisces. I'm a Capricorn. I am on the cusp. I'm the 19th of February. So, some things say I'm an Aquarius. Some things I say says I'm a Pisces. I definitely go with Pisces more because that seems to be more like more sources say that so mine today today this is a good day for meditation you've probably been trying to distract yourself from unresolved issues through shopping or eating well for those of us who have been for those of you who have been with us (laughs) (laughs) since the start of the podcast know that one of my big things when we did 75 hard was i quit added sugar and I was just telling Danielle and Valencia, I've probably eaten more sugar this week, added sugar, than I have since I had the baby, which was a year ago, because I've been binging on candy so much. And when we talk about boundaries, you guys will definitely see what happened in my life lately. But try taking some time today to think about what's really bothering you. It would do some good to get outside and connect with nature. Try taking a long walk in the park. You're much more likely to find perspective there than the mall. I was supposed to go for a walk in my lunch. I quickly realized into my day that wasn't going to happen. So I asked uh, Valencia if we could go on a walk before we started recording. And she, of course, was like all in. Immediately, yes. So you're Capricorn. Let's rejoice. I don't normally do this. This will be an experience. I I go through these phases. You're feeling especially sensitive today. Your intuition is operating at a very high level. 
With people wearing their hearts on their sleeves now, it's very easy to tap into others' emotions. You and your mate are... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let me finish this, then I'll tell you my thought. You and your mate are especially in sync, which will make for a wonderful evening. Take advantage of the aspects and broach a sensitive subject you wanted to discuss. Do you feel like you're in sync with your mate? Yeah, to be honest. Isn't that wild? Do you want me to read yours? Yeah. What are your... I think I read it today, but I already don't remember. Scorpio. Yeah. This is a good day to let go. If someone is hurt or disappointed you, it's time to forgive and move on. Ew, don't do that. We're all for grudge holding here. Yeah. Holding a grudge isn't going to get you anywhere. <laughs> in fact, it's probably eating away at your heart and keeping you from moving ahead in other areas. If things are meant to work out with this person, they will. They're not meant to. If they don't, it isn't meant to be. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of super cool. I'm going to talk about it on here, but um, I can see where that is relevant. But it was really, I can't remember what yesterday's was back you can go back and look. Yeah. Um, that's what I like about it. So, yeah, I would say it's not not on point, but it's funny when you look and it's like a special. Yours was a special. Especially on here, point. You know? I read mine yesterday at the end of my day, um, and it was literally exactly how I felt, so I read it today, and it was really funny, like, how accurate it was. But one of the reasons I wanted, I've been reading mine lately and I wanted to do it on the podcast is a shout out. Danielle and her friend Mallory yes. have started their own podcast. It's much shorter than ours. So if you're looking for like <laughs> shorter tidbits of stuff and yours is, yours is, I don't know, like I, I don't want to say it's 100% astrology based. It's, it's just. It's not. It's called Star Sign Shenanigans and it's centered around the fact that her and I are both Scorpios. Our birthdays are four days apart and we have all these things in common. And at our, she used to work with me at my job now, and we kind of had like a little astrology board. We'd always read people's horoscopes. Like, is there a retrograde going on of people's energies? Like, for you example, if someone's acting a little more chaotic than usual, it's like we gotta look at their horoscope, see what's going on in the world. So anyway, it's kind of we. I come in reading our horoscope because it's the same, and she always ends it with like a tarot reading, just for like this is for everyone, just like to have like a good little tidbit to leave with. And then typically we just talk about whatever, like maybe yeah, pop yeah. culture. Energy drink addictions was one we recently did. Um, conspiracy theories is one I wanted to do. So just like a lot of different topics, but we kind of try to relate it. Yeah. How often do you guys think you'll release episodes? You're doing bi-weekly, what right? What we want to do is bi-weekly right now so we can get together at least every like two weeks and record like two back-to-back. And they're usually roughly between 25 and 35 minutes long. And then air it bi-weekly. We just did a hard launch, so we like dropped three at the same time. They yeah. Took, I, that worked so well for us. Yeah, that yeah. and so we're, we're supposed to see each other. So that's the game plan right now, obviously, as we started thinking. It seems to be good with her schedule in mind for us to do it that way. And it's been really good. Okay, so this is very obviously like Valencia's first <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, I just wanted to make sure we, like, kind of mentioned Danielle's podcast, and if you hear more horoscopes from us, you'll know why. <laughs> but, anyway, yours said, I hope you're in sync with your mate. And as oh, we've yeah. talked about, I've recently, like, been reading more romance novels, and if you start, when you start reading them, or you start doing anything, you know, you get all those ads for, like, other things related. Oh, yeah. And have you ever got those weird, like, Facebook book novella thing so it's always about like werewolves like romances so (laughs) this you're literally you guys are about to pee your pants I dated this guy in high school who tried to convince me he was a werewolf. No, no. <laughs> was he a werewolf? I was like, she's not about to say this. <laughs> like, are you living at like a Twilight <laughs> scenario? Are you Bella? <laughs> anyway, 
So it was like something that me and my friend Courtney like just like kind of listened to a while, but never took him seriously. It was like this joke between us. So this was pre-Teen Wolf. So after this guy and I broke up, we're sitting at Courtney's house. We're watching the TV and a commercial for this new show, Teen Wolf, comes up <laughs> and it starts out, we Die. lost oh my it. Gosh. So I saw me in your horoscope and I just, I like got myself down that train and I just, that was so funny. But um, today's episode is going to be on boundaries yeah. <laughs> and how we obviously have none. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not seeing any video, we are literally sitting on each other's lap. Well, I literally almost was a minute ago when I tried to get back in my chair. Well, I think last Monday is when we first tried this setup and I was wearing shorts and I think I touched my leg and thank God you were wearing pants because my leg hair could have been braided last week. <laughs> um... <laughs> But that does freak me out a little bit. Leg hair? <laughs> yeah, I hate Alan's leg hair. Al- like he's Alan's a man, a- but his his leg, he's like a wolf. <laughs> a werewolf. So <laughs> this is my toxic masculinity coming in. I like a manlier man, which is funny because Ryan's a little bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> he literally heard me in there. I just know it. He <laughs> I know. <laughs> um he comes in here, guard that bag with your life. <laughs> Like, she said it, we didn't. He's like, she only said it because she's hungry, I'm gonna let her eat. Um, but, so, like, when guys shave their legs and, like, paint their nails, I can, like, respect it, right? But I personally don't find it attractive. And that's just, like, I don't know. And I don't know if it's because, like, I dated a guy who shaved his chest, and so every time it grew back, it was, like, prickly and really gross. And so maybe that's just, like, maybe I have, like, a... An ick. Yeah. I have a boundary. <laughs> we're going to Jonah Hill it up in here. Oh, no. So we're kind of wanting to, well, we're not wanting to, we are going to start doing like monthly buzzwords, whether it's like a few episodes or one episode a month, where we talk about a trending buzzword. Mm-hmm. And we did cortisol. Yeah. I love last that month. That was so fun. So sad you missed that. We had a really good time recording that. So. You want to kind of update? You ended up going to the doctor after that episode, and what happened? Do you, if you want to share, you don't have to. Uh, well, I'll share some, but not all of it. I so I haven't gone to a uh, GP GP in like five years. I was like, well, I was explaining to I think Faith. I was like, I had like pregnancies throughout the whole time, so I was seeing a doctor. I was yeah, like, that's how that I counts, am. right? Um, my OB is my GP, whether she likes it or not. <laughs> So I just went for, like, to establish care with a new doctor because the doctor I had, like, five years ago moved away. And so I just established care, and I was, like, telling him how I felt. (laughs) So I don't know if you've ever had it where, like, a med student's in there and they, like, ask you questions. We've had that a lot at the pediatrician, honestly, Mm -hmm. and I think it's it's great. Like, obviously, they got to learn. And so I'll never say no. Even I would not let the med students in the room when I gave birth. I was... I was the newbie. I didn't need another newbie in there. Oh, now that makes sense. I've never, like, even at the gynecologist, I'm like... That, it doesn't whatever. bother me there. And it doesn't bother me at the pediatrician. It doesn't bother me at the... But for some reason, whenever it asked on that form, I could not say yes. Well, I understand. Especially Second baby, I'd probably be like, yeah, sure. I was... I think Y'all I was can come that in. way. Because, like, it's your first experience. Like, it's so intimate. And, like, you're not going to... I was the newbie. It's like you're already under a lot of pressure. (laughs) The person besides Ryan had witnessed multiple births because she's a birth photographer. So yeah, (laughs) we were the only newbies in the room. So, um, and I was talking to, it's funny because the med student actually talked to me more than the actual doctor, but you know, because they shared notes and I think I scared that guy telling him how I'd been feeling and stuff. 
So anyway, he prescribed me with the medication. I'm not going to go into it right now because I just want to, you know, see how it does. But I'm really excited to hopefully start feeling better. Yeah. I just think it's really cool that like we we are doing research for the podcast that's like becoming really like pertinent to our life. Yeah. But we decided to pick boundaries this uh this episode and I am someone who's had boundaries for let's say I say I want to say I was like 20 when I started really enforcing them um and went I think I was 22 when I went no contact with my mom. And then I, so I didn't talk to my mom for a little over a year. And then I just show up at her house on Mother's Day one year. And like, that's how my mom and I reconnect, like got a, like got back communication contact. And while I really regret, not, I don't know if regret's the right word. I wish that didn't happen. My mom and I's relationship is so strong today that it's just like fantastic. So I did that with Alan <laughs> whenever we were teenagers. He was so clingy, and I was like, we can't be together. You're too clingy. No, you it was like it was like a year, and then we got back together, and he's like, no, all better. Sometimes <laughs> you need that space, and even though you have that regret, it was better you take a year and do that than like it be like the rest of the like, yeah. yeah. Well, we were like in high school. Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, he would, if he, the way he explains it, he's like, I saw either a life without you because I was doing these things that were like, you know, against what you were wanting or, you know, and so he decided, he's, okay. Maybe not. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. as far as like, like boundaries, you're really new to them as an adult. Yeah, I am. The only boundary I'd ever set before in my life, before like this year was no contact with my dad, like, yeah. or anyone like in his immediate circle. Yeah. And that has been the best thing ever. Yeah. I have, I will say, like, especially as far as family goes, I only have one no contact left. Um, Both of my parents, and, like, I was young. They probably could have been resolved. The issues probably could have been resolved without going no contact. But there have been periods of time where I was no contact with both of my parents, who now I am incredibly close with. I do think I was too young that that was something I jumped to. Mm -hmm. And so if I had a do-over, I wouldn't do it over, especially with my dad, because now, like being an adult, it was less my dad's issues that I was having. It was (laughs) So since you definitely have, like, more notes, I'll let you kind of start guiding the conversation. So (laughs) She's even like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So boundaries is very new to me. Like, I still technically haven't like set any with like people like have that conversation but I'm making decisions now that will help enforce it later whenever I do and boundaries in a nutshell is like saying this is what I'm okay with this is what I'm not okay with and you actually are really good at like the difference between like boundaries and rules so we have like we Ryan and I and we came up with this pre-pregnancy, pre-wedding, like when we just got engaged and we were trying to navigate how we wanted our future to look and how we would handle some of these things. So we came up with when we decide things, they'll fall into a category of boundaries or rules. And rule, like a good example of a rule that obviously doesn't apply in our household because we're, this isn't like the way we're raising him with eating style is no dessert before dinner. If you give him dessert before dinner, it's not the end of the world. Like it, there are special exceptions. And a boundary for us is no food diet. So, yeah. well, and even that, I'm, I very, very slightly teeny tiny bit. 
flexible on it. Oh, yeah. Every once in a while. It, but... Like, and, Well, not even that. But, like, for example, we had caught my mom had cotton candy at his birthday party. And I gave him, like, a teeny tiny piece oh, yeah. of it. Like, things like that. But, like, those are, or like, a boundary we have is, um, and, like, this is obviously not going to be something until he's older. But um, as far as food and, like, that kind of relationship is concerned is we're not a clean plate club household. There are no good foods and no bad foods, so it's not like you have to wait and, like, I'll put his cookie on his plate with his dinner Mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, And, like, they're never, like, we're not going to allow them to comment on how fast he's eating, how much he's eating, how little he's eating, those kind of things. Like, those are strict boundaries. Those are not up for discussion. Yeah, Boundaries are closed conversations. We say them, there is no conversation on them. Rules, if you have an opinion or you, well, what about this time? That's fine. That's a, a whatever. It's a rule. Then there are boundaries. Yeah. So, like, that's how we've kind of aligned ourselves with these things. Yeah, they, so, when I was, I'm just going to read my note here. Boundaries protect our personal space, our physical and mental health, and our safety and security. Boundaries can literally be the smallest thing to the biggest thing, and it can hit every single part of your life. And... I am honestly obsessed with boundaries lately. Like, I've just been like, what what else can I do to help our, like, mental health and all that stuff? So, um, I have an example of a couple. So, lately I've been practicing using certain language with the kids to help, you know, so that way I can explain my boundaries to them and they can explain, that way they can explain their boundaries to me. They've been so clingy lately and I'm someone who gets, like, touched out really easy. Oh, my God. I and, think that's just, like, a trait of having children. Yeah. Now, granted, I was like not a touchy feely person before. Kids. I am not. And I have Samson <laughs> and Theodore <laughs> like, and Ryan, whose love language is physical touch. Yeah. Is that just a man thing though? Because like, it's like, is every man like? No. A- okay. So, wait. Can I, I have like, yeah. I want to like expand on this and really like. So, have you ever like had the friend who is like with this really shitty person, and they're like, but the sex is so good. It's like the best sex or toxic or like I think you hear it like it's like said all over social media. Toxic relationship, like sex is the best sex. It's not, but that's the only connection you're getting, so it feels really great. <laughs> so that's like my oh. literal argument against like because like I hear that all the time, like, oh, every man's love language is physical touch. No, it's not. That's not love, honey. <laughs> but like Alan and Ryan are like very different. Like, yeah. like Ryan needs to be hugged when he's sad and those kind of things. But yeah, like that's kind of like my one argument against physical touches when I'm in love language. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> she keeps saying things. I'm like, I don't even know how to get back to where we were. So yeah, so basically, we're just like, we're just trying to. Well, I am since Alan's been gone. I've, this is like a new thing, but I'm just really focusing on what I'm saying and how I'm saying it, being firm in what I'm saying, you know, and just explaining why, you know, if I'm done with them climbing on me, which it's fun, let them climb on you, which you got to be done, and so you got to be like, okay, we're finished, and I don't want you to climb on me anymore, or whatever. I'm still working on it, obviously. So. Well, I'm sure Theodore will help with his. You heard him, like, three times tonight. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. So back to, like, the kids, though, because boundaries is not something I necessarily felt I needed until I had kids. And, like, once you have kids, you, like, immediately need to, like, make sure people are respecting your life and theirs and all that. And um, I just totally forgot where I was going with that. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this is what it's like to be around me. So you were talking about like 
food and stuff like that. Along with that, I think, like, the way people talk about your kids' bodies and stuff, too. 100%. You know, if they're like, oh, your tummy is so big, or, you know, if, even if, and if they make comments about, like, you know, you're going to have more, or you're going to have, like, you didn't eat enough, like, stuff like that. It's, like, huge. Because I was somebody that was, made comments, like, were made to me growing up, and every single time I'd consider getting more food because I was still hungry, or if I wanted to stop I could hear those voices every time, like, so I had to sit there and debate, like, is it worth getting up and potentially having someone say something or something like that, so. I can never remember a comment being made about me, like, when it comes to food. Now, like, I've mentioned before, like, my mom and all of her friends, like, had their confidence as she's just like, oh, you're so skinny, you're so lucky, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. But that's, like, I remember the comments other people made about themselves. Oh, I shouldn't, I'll get fat if I eat that. So, like, while no one ever said anything about me getting sentence, I heard all, like, everyone around me saying how fat they'll get or how bad that is for them. So then I went ahead and internalized that. Yeah. Like, oh, seconds must be bad. So I'm going to be the annoying. Like, one thing that has been a hard adjustment for everyone, me included, I, I've caught myself a few times, is no one's allowed to act like the food is gross around Theodore. Oh, okay. So, like, they can't, like, if I, like, when I say, oh, I'm going to cook asparagus, you're like, ugh. If my son were present, I'd be like, down your throat. What if you're like, yeah. oh my god, asparagus is so great. Honestly, yeah. asparagus is so great. <laughs> she doesn't like asparagus. Really? Yeah, I know. I know. What's wrong with her? Anyway, but, uh. I'll eat, like, gross. everything else. But, I like. I didn't ever eat it until my dad he cooked it. I think mine's more of, like, a uh, trauma thing. Because oh, you're forced to eat it, yeah, I didn't get to eat for, like, two straight days because I didn't eat my asparagus. And they're like, you can only eat this until it's gone. Trauma dump. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, I I want one of those. I need one of those director things so we can off track. We can just instead of like trying to segue back in, I'll just do that and we'll just jump get right a back ruler in. and smack my hand. Well, it's not just you. Oh, well, I want one and too. And it just kind of casually. No, I mean like for whenever we get off track. Yeah. Instead of trying to figure out how to get back into the conversation, we'll just do oh. that and just jump right back in, like with the yeah. director thing. Anyway. Yeah. No, Jack went through a thing where like if he didn't like something. He'd be like, oh, and he'd run to the trash and he'd pretend to throw up. Okay. Like, it's funny. Jack's but. little quirks are my favorite thing ever. <laughs> but no, I don't like allow people to be like, oh, that's gross. I'm not going to. Like, so one thing that I really like that Jill does is she goes, well, that sounds delicious for you. Mm. And I like. It's all about the way think, we talk. And I think like, because I like everyone kind of struggle with it. Like you. And I'd be like, don't say that. And so she, that's like, that was like her way of redirecting it. And it's so good yeah. because like, not only does she like mention like, well, I'm not going to eat it, but it's good for you. Like she kind of like shows him why there's a difference in the language, but she makes it positive spit on him. So I really like that she's done that, but yeah. that's a boundary. That's like, it's like a not up for discussion. It's like, don't cause he's little, he like, they're so easily influenced. Oh yeah. And like a, I, I know a lot of people who, like, their parents didn't like things, so they'd be like, oh, you're not going to like that. And so they never tried food until I forced it I've literally it said that. Them. I've literally said, oh, you probably won't like that. Yeah, no, like, so, <laughs> like, um, my ex-husband, that happened, like, his mom was, like, food had to be separated, like, couldn't touch mm. as an adult. Like, they had divider plates. I've had a step-sibling ad- like that. Adult-only household. And she Wild. was, like, very picky. And she kind of did that to him. Like, oh, you're not going to like that. You won't like that. So he was 25, 26. Not even, maybe, like, 20. I don't know. Around that age. <laughs> when he tried shrimp for the first time. He is obsessed with shrimp. But, like, that's Makes you be like, why didn't I ever have this my whole life? So even if she never allowed him to have it in his home. Like, 16, you start eating out with your friends. He went another 10 years just 
thinking he didn't like something because his mom said, oh, you probably won't like that. And then found out it was, like, the best thing. So, we're, like, very particular on the, like, well, especially kids' taste change so much. There's so much, like, around that. They say, like, kids need to try something four or five times to know they don't like it. Yeah. So, nothing's gross in our household. But, well, you'll have to be the one that has my kids try asparagus because I won't even buy it. That's okay. Okay. What if they love it? They're going to be at her house a lot for dinner. <laughs> um, Just helps our plan of moving in together. <laughs> so my next section is about relationships. Yeah. And I read recently and it was like kind of life changing too, because you know, when people think of boundaries, they're like, oh, you're just trying to, you know, shut people out of your life because they won't follow all these restrictions, whatever. Boundaries are put in place to keep, keep people, people in, in your, your life. life. If I'm setting a boundary with you, it's because I want to, I want to like save and cherish our relationship, not yeah. because I want to fight with you all the time. I want to make it like a healthy relationship, but healthy relationships can't be if you're, you know, someone's doing something that's hurting you or whatever, and they just aren't realizing that it is or something, whatever. So, um, part of not posting our kids on social media has been because I do not allow relationships with my kids over social media. And I don't know if it's since COVID or even just like the past two years, but there have been people who are like, they feel up to date on my kids' lives. So I posted my kids a lot. And um, I was just thinking like, they feel like they're having a relationship with my kids, but my kids have no idea who they are, obviously. And so taking them off has been like eye-opening also. While some people I kind of expected to be like, wanting to be closer to them have had absolutely no interest whatsoever and others have actually been increased in their life because they don't see them as much now and they do want that relationship so that is something that's been just like it's like very clear and yeah that's been it's been very interesting and I like I feel like people like Melanie's approach to it has been so cute and it reminds me a lot of like Jill and Sydney's approach as well um but that so, is one that I've set and um, that I've sent people. I we did a mass, not like a mass like group text, but like a mass t- text to everybody that we that has like a close relationship to them or we felt that would like, you know, do it. Want to do it. And every single person no one had an argument or anything. They were just like, okay. And a couple people had questions. And so that was very surprising for me that people were just, you know, they weren't like, why, you know? They just accepted it and that was really nice. So my my, I, so I don't post Theodore's face on social media either, but it has nothing to do with that yeah. aspect of it and more to do with, like, I'm kind of setting a boundary for Theodore. Mm-hmm. Of He gets to grant the access into his life. And, you know, we've mentioned talking about going forward with the podcast and some things. Like, you want to talk about, like, homeschooling and those yeah. kind of developments. And I was like, that's great. They're going to be your led podcast. Because especially as I've probably shared Theodore more than I originally planned, even like yeah. just not his face going forward, those kind of like milestones or embarrassing stories, those kind of things I'll share with his family all day long. <laughs> but I'm not going to put them like on our podcast yeah. or on social media and those kind of things, because I just kind of want his social media presence, that kind of access, those relationships to be his like he gets to decide what's posted, what's out there about him, those kind of things. And that starts here. Like, it starts with me making this boundary. Because we've had this rule since before we had him. Yeah. And so that way, when if he turns, you know, 16, 17, and he wants to get on social media, and he wants to share everything, great. 
live your best life. But that's Theodore's decision to make. Yeah. It's not mine and Ryan's. Uh, or Ryan and I's. But one thing I love is so, like, here's one thing. My little sister didn't really, I didn't think to tell my 15-year-old sister. Or 14. She'll be 15 in November. Oh, yeah. So she posted a picture from Theodore from the hospital. Oh, yeah. And basically, I, I said, hey, we just don't want to post a picture. She's like, cool. Deleted it. And she verifies what she's going to post. Ryan's sister and Ryan's mom send me or show me every picture before they post. And not in a like, oh, is this okay? Or is this, but just like, yeah. hey, is this fine? And it's, they've, here's the thing. I don't think I've ever said no. If I have, I'm sure they'll tell me, which is fine. But everyone's so good and so okay with it. Um, but everyone. <laughs> I just, she literally like I her. just touched her. And so that I had to like, I had to like full go into it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel loved? <laughs> like stop touching me. My kids have touched me all day. It's actually nice because like I'm kind of warm. And, and I'm breezy. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> and this is the still we need to get from the video. Um, but everyone, like, for the most part, like, we never had that, like, faux relationship. No one was ever able to do that with Theodore. So. Yeah, I've had, man, that was a big change for us. And I'm really glad. I did. There are some times where I'm like, they're so cute. Yeah. And the cool thing about it is they have apps where you can send a link to certain people and they can, it's called, well, the one we use is called Family Album. And I, it only goes to those certain people. Like you have to have access, and I can upload whatever pictures I want, and they can even comment on them. See, I just send the photos out like their Facebook posts. So like Maisie just like gets like posts. Oh, that's nice. I'll be like, so I'll literally be like, what the what I sent the other day was like your friendly reminder that Samson and Theodore are best friends, which oh, is yeah. something people would post on Facebook. Well, I didn't. I just sent it to Maisie. <laughs> so like everyone is like now my personal feed, but. It's, it's like kind of cool because like opens up conversation and like people are yeah. a lot more involved. So, yeah. Uh, so I also have, we don't go to certain people's houses that are not kid friendly or if like we don't feel welcome there. There's been a lot of times where even going to like some family's houses, you know, when you don't feel welcome <laughs> or like if we've been invited over and cause they say they want to like hang out with the kids, whatever. And they're on their phone the entire time. That's it. Like, that's the last time we'll be there like that. It's just so unfair. Like, and I, like, I have this pre, poor Cassie, because Cassie is the one who, like, changed my mind. So there was a point where I was, like, I had books on a bookcase that's on the floor and her daughter, like, this is, like, this was the moment that changed everything for me. Uh, Cassie had moved to North Carolina at one point and Maya came back, they came back and Maya was, like, probably Theodore's age now. So she's like getting exploring and pulling things off. And my TV stand was also my bookcase. Mm -hmm. So there were books that literally essentially sat on the floor. So she was pulling everything off and I kept going and putting it back up. And I could see Cassie starting to get stressed out about it. And so finally I just, I I was just like, okay, well, it's my bad if she breaks anything. And so I really just have since that moment have had this, well, if I didn't want them to break it, I knew they were coming over kind of thing. Yeah. So I refuse to be on top of my child anywhere. Yeah, like I. Do but not... I've never had to take him. So- well, <laughs> I know Jill took him to her mom's house, and she- they're just older, so they've had all these yeah. knickknacks. They haven't had babies in forever. And I know that someplace that we're gonna have to have like, a- which I got a playpen specifically for their house mm-hmm. for him. So I'm sure Jill was chasing him around like they weren't there very long. But I refuse to do that. Like, 
Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, child-proof, but it has to be, like, I'm not going to get onto my kid the entire time. Or yeah, like, it's, I'm not making it unenjoyable for yeah. them, because then they're going to hate you, and that's your own dad. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to go over there. All I get, all that happens when I go over there is they yeah. yell at me. Well, see, it's like, like, our my grandparents' house, you know, they have all the china hutches and stuff. We, we were there kind of minimally, just because I didn't want to get onto the kids the whole time, and they, like the quiet anyway so having little kids there wasn't but they're now finally old enough where they understand for the most part to like leave that stuff alone so that's exciting but there's literally been people who like intentionally do not make it like a safe place for kids or like you know and i'm like that's it we're done that's like what like one of the big things like with holidays coming up is now jill's house is just as good as my house anymore because he's got a place to sleep it's entire it's theodore rand just like yeah. our houses like having them where last holidays we had them here and this was theodore was so little i wanted him to like i wanted to have everything here i was so freshly postpartum everyone was like absolutely but previous to that we like we, it, was, it was always held at ryan's grandparents mm-hmm. and so this year we're gonna be doing it up here at we'll probably do one here and one at jill's house um again and that way theodore can live theodore's best life and either ha- kids are happier and everyone gets to enjoy him more because like he's everything like he's yeah. like so happy but yeah like i think ba- i feel like boundaries and parenthood are like the big one everyone talks about yeah but boundaries and relationships um i will say i'm very fortunate on this subject of like never really having to like set boundaries with people's outside influence on my relationship but like the boundaries are you now they're set from within of like being a united front is Mm -hmm. like the big one um again ryan and i are on the same page about so many things that we don't have like those kind of things like those kind of problems or like not problems like even need to present but like some like some past boundaries like that have kind of come into play as like I used to change my hair color like every other month and I'm calling you out, Logan. That wasn't anyone else's decision. And this is like totally unrelated. I'll have to cut that out because that's like such a funny story. But that wasn't it. You you didn't get a comment on what I did. And like, I need, I need time alone. Like I have a very personal boundary. Like I need time alone and I need like self-care is kind Mm -hmm. of something. Ryan and I were literally talking today we do like a check-in, like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Check in with each other. And I was like, well, I haven't been working out. I haven't been doing the things I know to like mentally make me feel safe or feel better. And whereas I'd get pushback of like, why are you spending so much time in the gym? Or you always want to be alone or you're doing this. Ryan is like, what do I need to do? But that's a boundary I have of like, I have to have time for me. Like I can't, I can't be with you 24 seven or like, a boundary that, like, I definitely got in adulthood because I used to be really bad about the you have to text me back or I have to text you back thing. It's like, oh, yeah. I leave Ryan on red all the time. Ryan leaves me on red all the time. And, like, I couldn't imagine going back to, like, needing to be in constant communication. It's such, it's so much pressure, too. Like, in they, they're more than likely not even putting that on you. You're like, you're putting it on yourself. You're like, I have to reply to them, but they like, reply when you're ready. Yeah. There's been times where, though, if I need an answer from Alan and he doesn't reply, the cool thing about, like, I don't know if it's on You can send you the, can, like, uh, like, remind. Yeah, thing. or you can yeah. just, like, react to your message so they'll get that notification. But it's not, like, a lot of, you know, it's not, like, yeah. reply to me now. It's just, like, reminding you. I need people to do that to me. Cause I will open your message, and then someone will scream, and I'll have to go, and it's gone. Yeah. Or I'll open it, like, I'll, like, grab my phone when I wake up, and then I literally replied to, was it you? 
I replied to somebody. We knew, like, this is, like, the cricket. Like, going Stop. on. I've never knew what's going on. Like, you replied, but didn't I re- it No, I replied, but I was half asleep, and I was like, I don't even know what I said. Sorry. <laughs> if I need anything from you, I just call you. Yeah. Like, that, I know <laughs> that. That is the better option. Anyway. But, like, I just, the demand of that. But, what are some... I guess, what other notes do you have? One, well, I'll just do this one. So one thing, I'm a very, like, compassionate person. I really feel for other people. And when they're going through something, I'm like, I will do anything I can to help. And there there was a time when I would do that even if I was overextended in my own self. And I've really had to learn to, like, it's not up to me to help everybody. Like, they will find someone to help them. And if it if it is something I can help, I will. But if if I'm overextended and there's really nothing I can do, I need to know that I don't have to like kill myself to like help them because they will figure it out. So that is something I've really like had to put in on myself. Like you can't handle it, you can't handle it. They'll be fine, or they won't, and that's their problem. <laughs> yeah, like definitely the overextending. I see people do that all the time. Um, but yeah, you like can't and. I- you can't pour from an empty cup mm-hmm. and like don't let your family drown trying to save someone else kind of thing. Yeah. Um, because then you're no good to anyone. So I just kind of want to like briefly touch on like some tips and tricks, something tangible on how to set healthy boundaries. But it usually starts with like self-awareness. Why, why do you need this boundary? Mm-hmm. Why are you setting this boundary? A boundary should never be, well, this other person does, it should, re- it should always be internal. It should start from you and it should be about you. And it needs to be like, you need to be very self-aware of why am I setting the boundary? What are the consequences of setting this boundary? And how do I need to set it? So once you're like that self-awareness, I really think the next big step is communication. Mm-hmm. That's the hard part. <laughs> That's the one of the hardest parts. I would say. I actually don't think this is the hard part. Oh, reinforcing it. I think. I think the. I think the whole yeah. reinforcement of it is the hardest part. But communicating clearly. Um, I don't. I would really recommend if you're someone who struggles with this to make sure you're very clear ahead of time that this is not a conversation. Yeah. This is a statement. Again, boundary not a rule. This is not open ended. This is not a discussion. This is not a conversation. This is a statement. End of story. Um, so communicate that. Here's the thing. You're going to have to be assertive and you're just going to have to be direct. But here I think, I think this is even harder than enforcement. You're enforcing the boundary for however long it needs to be enforced. Usually forever. Um, no contact is not a boundary. No contact was a result. Like, I don't think no contact is ever a boundary. No contact is the result of people not respecting boundaries. Yeah. It's a consequence. You need to find peace. You set a boundary. You have consequences. Whether you, re- like, whether you realize it right away or not, there are consequences to setting a boundary. Um, like, one Ryan and I are discussing right now is, like, we don't know if we're ever going to allow Theodore to spend the night with anyone. Like, just period. And... That has consequences on us. So, like, we won't be taking a solo parent vacation until Theodore is of age. We won't be, you know, like, there's so many things. Like, there are these consequences that we give up for it. it you know, like, it takes away from, like, grandparent time and things like that. So this is, like, just something we're evaluating ourselves right now. But you're going to have consequences. Whether they're today, they're tomorrow, there will be consequences to boundaries. Um, Like, 
I kind of talked about, I miss out on a lot of my little sibling stuff. You have to find peace with the consequences. Mm-hmm. And that's like, I think that's like a big part of making sure boundaries are self-reflective. Um, like, for example, I don't say you don't invite her because I have a boundary where I, or I have, I have no contact with her. So you can't invite her. I say, I'd love to come, but I actually won't be around her. So I won't be there. It's never on everyone else around me to honor this. It's always my responsibility. And you have to find peace with that. Um, and that, I think, is the thing. that like That's what makes enforcing it hard, is you don't have the peace within it. So mourn what is going to come of setting your boundary, because you more than likely will lose something. It will always be less than what you gain if you really sat down and evaluated why you were doing it and had intention behind your boundary. But you have to find peace with it. Okay, <laughs> She's speaking to me. No, I'm not. We're, yeah, we literally do a podcast together. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to add to the conversation? No. Um, so I do have like one thing that I've talked about multiple times in the podcast. When it comes to friends or family in abusive relationships, whether they're emotionally, financially, physically abusive, and you set a boundary of, like, I don't want to hear about it anymore. I, like, if you go back to him, I don't want to talk about it. But like, even if it's just, like, toxic, I really would, like, discourage you from, one, you're setting a boundary in someone else's life, so that's immediately when it becomes toxic. You can't go back to them. I can't listen to this is one. But I really encourage you to think about that because one day, especially if it's an abusive relationship, one day they're going to need you. And if you have fought with them and told them you can't stand, they go back to them, blah, 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 and all of this, they're going to need someone to call and they're going to be too scared to call you. Mm -hmm. So I really would discourage people from setting boundaries. Like if I think a a helpful boundary is like, I understand you want to stay in this and I'm here for you if you ever want to leave and I'm going to support you as my friend throughout it, but you can't trauma dump on me because mentally I'm not strong enough. But don't, like, set a boundary. Like, if you go back to him, one, we just distinguish that's not a boundary. That's, that's toxic. That's, that's Jonah Hill boundaries. Um, but just, like, make sure you're aware of, like, is it just annoying to you or is it, like, actually harming you in that self-awareness? So. Thanks for joining us. Um, you Make sure you... Follow us, rate, and review. You can get us wherever you get podcasts. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Self Misguided Podcast. We are very interactive on there, so make sure you DM us. Let us know uh, what you've liked, what you've not liked, and thank you for joining us. Because at the end of the day, aren't we all self misguided? I mean, I feel like we said boundaries twenty thousand times, and it <laughs> doesn't sound like a word anymore. So what do I know? <laughs>